Hey everyone, Matt here from Excess Press Podcast. Just wanted to give you a quick little note for this episode. Uh, unfortunately, I had some audio issues on my end for this past episode. I didn't realize it until well after we recorded. Instead of recording from the microphone that I'm using now, I recorded using the microphone from my computer, which is, it's fine, you can understand me, but it's definitely not great. There's a lot of echo and stuff like that. So I uh, just want to give you a heads up on that so it's not the same uh, quality that it usually is, and so I apologize for that, and it's it's kind of funny because I, I make mention of an old episode uh, and how the quality wasn't good, and I was just kind of making fun of it, so uh, it's uh, maybe it's karma biting me for that, but yeah, so anyways, I just want to make a quick note of that, so enjoy the episode. Travelers to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News Podcast, and this is episode 87 for the week of July 14th, 2019. I would also like to welcome back my co-host, Katie. Welcome back. Yay, thank you very much. So glad to be back again. I know, I've missed you on the show the past uh, few weeks. I don't know, actually, I don't know how long it's been. Maybe like... It's, yeah, it's been some time. <laughs> I know, probably probably since uh, right after you, you bought your new house. I think yes. that was like, what, three weeks ago? As, yeah, three weeks ago. We got our keys, so it's been busy, but it's been fun, but I'm glad to be back here. Yeah, I know. No, we're excited to have you. Uh, you're going to be on this episode, then we have another episode coming this week. And then hopefully you're back next week, but I know it's still the summer. You still visit the lake, which I'm always jealous of. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll make it work. I'll make something work. Don't worry. I'm tired of being gone from the show, so I'll be back more often. Sounds good. Now. Sounds good. Any any cool news from like, I know you got your trip coming up in October. Any any good changes from there at all? Um, Nothing too much on the trip. We did buy our tickets for the Halloween party, Ooh. so that is super exciting. Um, trying to figure out what costume we want to go as. We have a couple ideas, but nothing really set in stone yet. Um, and then other than that, just kind of, I'm booking dining reservations. Whether or not they'll hold, I'm not sure. Um, let's see, I have a lunch at Be Our Guest because I just love Be Our Guest so much. Um, and we are going to go to the Coral Reef restaurant in Epcot, which will be really fun, I think. Have you ever eaten there um, before? I have, yeah. I've eaten there a couple times. I feel like it always gets overlooked, um, but I've 
always have really great experiences. The food is great. The atmosphere is really cool. I think people probably just forget about it because it's so tucked away. Um, hey, I've always I've always wanted to eat there. It just seems so cool. Uh, yeah. I've, I always think about it because of that Full House episode. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know yeah, what you're so, about. Yeah, I've always wanted to eat there. I just never, I never have. Yeah, so we'll we'll check that one out for sure. That's a definite one. Um, and then I did just book Skipper Canteen um, at Magic Kingdom because I've never eaten there and it always intrigues me. Um, but I'm not completely sold. I might end up canceling that one. Yeah, I've heard a lot of mixed things on that. Yeah, and it's on our last day, so I'm like, I'm not sure if we're gonna want to spend the time eating at a sit-down restaurant or what. So, but I booked it just in case. Otherwise, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, it's always it's always fun planning. Uh, yeah. I know. I yeah. love it. We're under a hundred days now. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm at like 115 because yeah, you're okay. you're going a few weeks before. A couple me. weeks before. That's okay. you're getting close though. I know. You really are. I know. I know. It, uh, I can't. I, I know some people there right now. Like my actually the one couple that we're going with in November, they're there right now. They actually. Oh my gosh. They ended up buying annual passes as well because mm -hmm. uh, they're going to go now maybe one more time this year and then our big trip and then another time next year. But yeah, they're there right now. I'm just so jealous. I just want to be there. <laughs> uh, trust me. I understand. I Ugh. live vicariously through all of my friends down there. I'm like, oh, you guys are going to the park today. Can I just watch your Instagram stories constantly, please? I know. <laughs> Take me with you. <laughs> yeah. But it's all right. I'm, I have a full like nine, ten days there, so I'm gonna get the yes, most of it this year. Exactly. But cool, sounds good. Um, all right, well, kind of let's get into the news. But before I do that, I just uh, want to quickly mention uh, thank you to everyone who kind of reached out this this past week about uh, my the one year anniversary of the Access Press podcast. So uh, July 11th, 2018 is actually when the first episode launched, and wow, listening back to it, it is terrible it is. <laughs> no. yeah I, I mean it's mostly because of the sound quality i feel like the the structure of the show has been pretty much the same but man the sound quality i just i i really stepped up my game thankfully so <laughs> i just i didn't know what i was doing back then but uh well yeah now you do and that is just super exciting congrats on the whole year that's it's amazing and i'm so glad to be a part of it yeah no appreciate it and i mean yeah thank you for being my co-host and saying yes to this because i know <laughs> Uh, it's a little bit of a commitment recording. I mean, we're we're here and uh, we're recording at nine fifteen in the morning on on Sunday. I know <laughs> it's never fun, but we I try to not to make it too early. But um, uh, yeah, I just always appreciate you coming out and just bringing some some new life to the show and making it uh, brighter as always. So yeah, absolutely. Now I do have a question for you. After a whole year, what is what has been your favorite episode that you've done? Uh, man, my favorite episode. That's a little tough, but I feel like I feel like I'm gonna have to go with. I feel like my very first cast member interview because that was kind of uh, kind of like a game changer for the show. Um, I feel like that was something I've never seen in any other shows before. I was super excited for when I kind of like thought of the idea of doing mm -hmm. an interview with a cast member each week. So. That first episode was uh, with Matthew Kroll, who is the host of the Imagineer podcast, and he was just like an amazing first guest, just had some great insight, and uh, it was awesome learning about the Kilimanjaro Safari, uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris, uh, Safari, wow, I can't speak, <laughs> Kilimanjaro Safari, uh, I don't know why I was trying to pluralize that, but 
um, yeah, it was just really fun listening to or speaking with him and learning all about that. And yeah, again, it's because it was just the first cast member interview show, and I'm grateful to still be doing it. And I thank all the other people that have come on the show in the past. I've met a lot of a lot of great folks. Um, I mean, for instance, like. Uh, da- uh, the, the people who contribute to Excess Press, like uh, Dave, uh, CJ, Danny, and Melissa, like I've met all of them, uh, and they were uh, they were here for cast member interviews, and now they're they, they provide help provide content for Excess Press. So thank you to all them, uh, and then I just want to quickly thank uh, Giovanni and Nikki as well, who provide content to Excess Press, whereas it's like Instagram or my website as well. But. Uh, but yeah, I think that was, I think that would be my, my favorite episode, um, just because it started something, something cool for the show. That's so, yeah, that is so awesome to like see how far you've come from that first interview. And it's, it's so cool that you're still able to find the people to have the interest and do all of these interviews. I love listening to the interviews. I think it's so fun. Yeah. Oh, Um, I mean, that's, that's also how, how I met you as well through the interviews. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The, I just, yeah, listening to the cast members just always I don't know. It's just always fun learning what they have to say and the stories that they share. Uh, like this past week's episode, we have uh, we had Steve on just talking about his, like working as a photo pass photographer, and he just had amazing stories. So if you haven't listened to that episode, give it give it a give it a listen. But but yeah, so yeah, this past year has just been just been a whirlwind. It's it's crazy that we're now eighty seven episodes in. <laughs> um, it's just when I kind of tell people that like in my personal life like oh yeah it was like the one year of the show like people are just kind of like amazed a little bit that I've done 87 episodes because (laughs) I know that's hard like that is hard to commit to something and be like try to be consistent like it is it's not easy people always talk to me about like maybe starting their own podcast but I say it's I always say it's not easy it is a huge commitment and you just kind of have to make time enough time in your life where it's not overtaking it so mm-hmm. um but yeah so uh and of course i just you know, need to thank my wife as well who always has supported me this past year going on this crazy adventure so <laughs> of course letting me record multiple times a week especially on a sunday morning where i need a little bit of silence so yes <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, it's been fun. Hopefully, we uh, I, I have many more years in me, depending on how things go. But I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. Soon, I just love doing it. So that's awesome. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, those are those are all the kind of quick thoughts I had. I, I thought I was going to do something special for the one year, but I have an idea for the the one hundredth episode that I think I'm going to do it there instead. I won't. Okay. I won't talk about it right now, but uh, I'm, I think I'm going to do something a little special for the um, uh, one-year anniversary. So, uh, and I also I forgot to Katie. I actually didn't mention this to you, but I forgot I wanted to do this. I wanted to do a just a giveaway for Ooh. yeah for the the, the one-year anniversary. I, I want to give away one of the Excess Press T-shirts. Yay! They're so cute. I love mine. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give away an Excess Press T-shirt. Literally, all you have to do is just send me an email at matt at excesspresspodcast.com. Uh, just say T-shirt giveaway in the headline and write. I don't know. You know what? You, you don't have to write anything, but if, tell me like one of your favorite episodes or one of your favorite memories of the show uh, in the 
uh, in the email and then uh, I would love to hear what you have to say, but you don't have to, no required. All you have to do is just send me an email to be entered into the drawing. Uh, and I'm just gonna randomly select uh, someone. Uh, I'll probably do like an online, like one of those pick out of hats mm -hmm. website. So uh, I, will, I will do that and uh, we'll, yeah, we'll get you a t-shirt. So yeah, just uh, send an email over to matt at accesspresspodcast.com uh, to be entered into that giveaway. So, uh, but yeah, so that is, that's that's all my thoughts. Any, any last thoughts on uh, your end? None for me. All right, well, sounds good. Uh, and then again, one quick thing I do want to mention is we actually have a pretty big dining plan episode um, that we have planned for this week. Uh, Katie and then friend of the show Danny will be on the show recording everything, pretty much everything you need to know about the dining plan. Uh, it's there's a, a lot to it because like I've never used a dining plan, so I've been researching it this past week, and there's a lot to it. Uh, and mm -hmm. yeah, so we're going to kind of talk everything you really need to know about it. Uh, and that's going to be coming up for this week. So that's a, that's going to be a fun episode. Um, but yeah, so, all right, let's get into the news. I think we're going to have to, of course, start with Galaxy's Edge because that was the biggest news that broke this week. Uh, so I am so excited because they finally announced the opening date for the Rise of the Resistance, which is the second attraction that is located in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Smuggler's Run is already open, but the big, big attraction uh, will be opening on December 5th this year at Walt Disney World and then January 17th, 2020 over in Disneyland. I am so excited for this, Katie. I don't know how excited for, were you uh, you were for this, but I am so pumped because this is I'm, the attraction yes. I want to ride the most. I know. I'm so excited about this. I'm bummed that it's later than when I'm going to be there, but I think I'm going back in January anyway, so I'll still be able to get one of the first, you know, in the within the first couple of months of it opening. Um, it's going to be amazing. It's I can only imagine how immersive it's going to be. The the details in the storyline oh my gosh it's gonna be so cool i know so disney actually said that this ride will be the most immersive and advanced attraction ever imagined in a disney theme park so i man that if that doesn't get you excited but um so here's like a so in the disney parks blog post they they had like a brief synopsis of the attraction so i have um if you want to know, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of say what it is, but maybe you want to fast forward a few seconds if you just want to uh, be, if you don't want to be spoiled, but it's just like a brief synopsis. Uh, so when it opens, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance will blur the lines between fantasy and reality and will put guests in the middle, middle of a climactic battle between the First Order and the Resistance. Guests will be recruited to join Rey and General Organa at a secret base. Along the way, they will be captured by the, a First Order Star Destroyer. With the help of some heroes of the Resistance, they break out and must escape the Star Destroyer, protect the base, and stay one step ahead of Kylo Ren. So, there's a lot going on in this ride. There's, it, yeah, it's going to be pretty insane. I'm, I won't go into too much spoilers. I've, I've read pretty much the basis of like what is going on in the attraction, and it's going to be, it's huge. So it's going to be massive. Uh, there's actually a, a photo that was leaked that we're pretty sure is from uh, the ride. I'm not going to say what it was, but there was a pretty neat leaked photo, and I'm, it's going to look pretty dope if that's, uh, that's what it's going to be. So. Um, 
But yeah, so very exciting news. I might I might have to book like a small trip or something just to go on this thing. But hey, I think it would be totally worth it. I know, I know. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so the the it is coming to the Walt Disney World Park December fifth, and then Disneyland January seventeenth, two thousand twenty. I'm curious why I, I would have figured the Disneyland one would have been open beforehand. I wonder. Yeah, I was wondering that too. Yeah, in the article, it said that, like, once the Imagineers were going to be done with the Walt Disney one, they're, like, going to help with the one in Disneyland. I, I don't know. It's pretty vague. But, yeah, I just don't really understand mm. why the Disneyland – yeah, I don't know. I, I, I You would have figured it opened up first, but maybe they want to give Walt Disney World fans a chance at it first since <laughs> they had to wait longer for Galaxy's Edge. Disneyland maybe. got Galaxy's Edge first. Who knows? But yeah, very exciting. Oh, and I just want to mention that they released like this poster artwork along with the article. Did you see the poster that was released? It looked I like a movie did. poster. Yeah, it looks so cool. I'm really, I like, oh my gosh, there's so many details in it. It's amazing. Yeah, it is so cool. It's like reminiscent of the Drew Stru uh, Drew Struzan was uh, an artist who kind of did um, some of the other Star Wars posters and was kind of reminiscent of that. And it was, oh my God, it's amazing. And I just, I need it hanging on my wall. I want <laughs> so badly. Yes, uh, you need it with your lightsaber. I know, I know. I, oh, I'm, <laughs> I I need that poster. It is so cool. So, oh, I'm sure you can find it. Probably, probably. But, <laughs> but yeah, so very exciting. So those, uh, the Gal Rise of the Resistance finally has a, a date. So It makes it so much more real when there's a date. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> I know. I can't not, cannot wait but all right so that is all the star wars news that we have for you this week now the grand Estino tower over at coronado springs opened this week i think i talked about it a i think i talked a little bit about it this week but this will probably be one of the last times we'll be discussing the grand Estino because it's finally open and man this thing is massive and it looks gorgeous katie did you see a lot of these photos yes yes i've seen people um i've actually watched a couple stories folks were uh, visiting and showing pictures of the food and the views and it is incredible yeah no it's 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 great it's it's big it's grand uh it's it's gorgeous so uh this past week on july 9th the grand Estino tower open it is going to have 545 new rooms in the lobby which is huge so that means there are now over 2,000 rooms at the Coronado Springs Resort, and pretty much all those rooms have been refurbished. And That's crazy. Yeah, There's Katie, so many rooms. I know. I know it is. And Katie, I know I asked you in the past, but I, honestly, I can't remember. Have you stayed at Coronado? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we used to stay at Coronado, not every time, but I've stayed there quite a few times. I love it. It's such a fun resort. Okay. All right. So then, yeah, maybe, like, I, I, don't, I don't know much uh, about it. So uh, I do have a question I'll bring up at the end. Uh, but I'm going to kind of go through some of the new things that are in the Grand Destino Tower. Uh, just kind of quickly run through it. So, of course, in the tower, there's the brand new rooftop restaurant, uh, which is Toledo. And then there is the lounge uh, called the Dahlia Lounge. So those are the new rooftop, rooftop views. Uh, I heard the views in the Dahlia Lounge are a little bit better than, the, the, than Toledo. Um, I've also been hearing some mixed things on Toledo. I've heard people really liking it, but I heard people really not liking it. So, oh, no. Yeah. I haven't heard any negatives. 
Yeah, no, there was, uh, I saw a couple reviews that were just like not impressed by it at all. I mean, well, they, they, no, well, some things they were impressed with, but like a lot of the food they just didn't like. But then again, there were people that like, ooh, this is, this is amazing. Like they thought it was really good. So, gotcha. yeah, I don't know. So, so yeah, we have those two new things to look forward to. Uh, and then there's new meeting venues. So, of course, this is a huge, uh, Cornell Springs is a convention center. So this is, this tower is pretty much built for like those people that are coming for the conventions because I think that like, say like the big wigs of the company, like the CEOs or anything like that, whenever they come into town for like a conference, they were staying at other resorts, but they were, because they were looking for like higher class amenities. Mm -hmm. So they built like a lot of big suites and rooms at the top. They have this uh, big new club level uh, service. That I believe is on like the 15th floor. Uh, so like, yeah, they want to make it bigger and grander. There's this, um, so usually with like club level service there, it's, it's usually on like all the, I think all the club level lounge or rooms, I think it's usually on like one floor of the resort. Are you, are you familiar with club level? Yeah. For mm -hmm. the resorts? Okay. So correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but usually in the resorts, all of the rooms that are for club level, they're on one single level. Correct? Yes. Okay, so that's from, my understanding, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So from what I, I kind of read and, and and learned is that within the Grand Destino Tower, the club level rooms are scattered throughout the entire resort. Oh. So they have, I think, for the first time, a like a kind of like a lounge. So it's called the Kronos Club. So pretty much, I think it's on the 15th floor where you can come up to this like club and get all of your um like foods uh and like some drinks so if, if you're not like familiar if you listeners aren't familiar with the, the club level service pretty much like people pay an extra amount of money uh and you'll kind of get some special service from the cast members and you can get like light refreshments throughout the day so like you can go and you kind of get like a freeze i don't want to say like a free like not, not lunch or breakfast but like they'll have some breakfast foods and then at lunch mm -hmm. they'll put out like snacks and dinner they'll put out like extra snacks and it's like maybe like some cookies and then maybe like chips and dip and like some other things um katie do you have anything to add to that i don't know if i explained that correctly. no yeah no i think you're i think you covered it all i oh my gosh it's a dream of mine to be on club level my parents went one time and did club level at the grand floridian oh my goodness i was beyond jealous because why wouldn't they take me uh, <laughs> but no club level service sounds awesome and it's very interesting the way that they're doing a special lounge because yeah you're right usually club level is just one floor and then everything is just on that same floor um it's, that's cool though. I kind of like it. I like the idea. Yeah, yeah. So that's Kronos Club. Yeah, the Kronos Club. That is what they're calling it. Um, Neat. Uh, so yeah. So then, uh, some other things that they have is that you can actually do like weddings over there. There's uh, big business receptions and special events, uh, and they have this new plaza called the Destino Plaza, which is right outside. So there's uh, you can do a lot of different cool events out there. Uh, then of course, so actually, if, I should have mentioned this in the beginning, but. If you are staying at the Coronado Springs Resort, you actually check in at the tower now. So all of the arrivals, if you're coming in the Metro Express, you get dropped off there. Everything goes through the tower now. Uh, and it's like a big two-story lobby. Uh, and at the bottom of the, the lobby, there is the, <clears throat> excuse me, the Barcelona Lounge, uh, which of course is inspired by the city of Barcelona. 
Uh, so the lounge, you can get like coffee in the morning and kind of throughout the day. And then by night you can get cocktails. So it's like, it kind of turns into a lounge down there. And it's, it's actually really cool. There's, I, I saw someone post, there's like a really big hidden Mickey in there. I couldn't, I, someone posted the photo. I think it was, it was actually Lou Mangello, the WDW radio podcast on his Instagram. And I was like, can you spot the hidden Mickey? And I'm looking, I'm like, I could not, <laughs> I could not find it. And then he posted the answer later. I'm like, Oh, so it's like, it's big and it's like, it's kind of hard to notice, but yeah, it's part of the, the Barcelona lounge. It's pretty cool. So fun. Yeah. And then all of the, the guest rooms and the suites, they're also inspired throughout the, through Barcelona. So you'll see a lot of that continued theme throughout the resort. Uh, and speaking of rooms, so this is a first for the rooms. There's actually a new interactive television system within the the, the tower guest rooms. Now, have, did you see these at all? No. Yeah. So uh, it'll actually provide guests with like uh, you can they'll have like in demand services uh, like content and personalization. So actually, like when you walk into the room. It'll say, welcome uh, Moots family, welcome Zabita family, or whatever. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, so it's pretty cool because like you, you can actually stream from your personal devices. So it has Chromecast built into the television now. So it's kind of like a smart TV. So like if you want to watch something from your phone through Chromecast, you can do that. It streams right to the TV. Uh, you can now view your PhotoPass images. So as long as you're connected to my Disney account, like... If you took a lot of photos throughout the day, you can bring them up on your screen. That's so cool. Yeah, they have like an on-demand service where you can now watch like Disney movies on demand. And of course, they still have like the regular television that you can watch. Uh, but yeah, it's like an all new interactive TV um, that you can use. So yeah, this is the first at the, the, the tower. So I'm I, I'm sure that at some point when they renovate rooms, they'll, they'll probably upgrade these, these TVs at mm -hmm. some point, so. Uh, but yeah, pretty neat there. Oh, excuse me. Um, but I mean, pretty much that's it for the tower. That was a lot of the new things that were going on. But Katie, so uh, the the thing I want to ask you was, so when you stayed at the Coronado Springs Resort, how much of it was a pain in, pain in the butt to like walk from one side of the resort to the other? <laughs> yeah, it, it's a huge resort and you find yourself walking around these winding trails for quite some time. It's not exactly, it wasn't always the easiest to get around in um unless you were okay with just walking along the lake yeah so well luckily we've talked about it on the show but now they have um the big um it's called the uh, the villa del lago which is like it house uh, it's right in the middle of the lake and it houses the brand new outdoor restaurant three bridges bar and grill so pretty much Disney solved that walking problem by adding three pedestrian bridges that extend across the lake. Yay. Um, yeah, so you can you can either just walk across the bridge or you can visit Three Bridges Bar and Grill, which is like an open air uh, waterfront dining location where you can grab some like apps, entrees, and cocktails. So it's kind of similar to how the uh, to how Geyser Point is over at the Wilderness mm -hmm. Lodge. So it's kind of similar to that if, if anyone's ever been to that location where like all, everything is just kind of open for the most part uh, and it's just out in the middle of the lake. So that is that is open and ready to go. So that was one of the newer additions at the Grand Casino Tower so, or at the Coronado Springs Resort as a whole. Uh, this Hearing all this news, it really makes me want to stay over at the Grand. Uh, the, I know, the, me too. I know. 
Maybe not... I'll see it there in January. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. This is like kind of becoming like kind of like a deluxe, like a mini deluxe it, resort. It really is. Yeah. Um, it's gonna. It's definitely on the border now. I know. I well, I, I my friends were supposed to stay here on our trip. The couple that's actually in Disney right now, mm-hmm. they were supposed to stay here in November, but they actually switched to an All Stars Resort just to like save money and it saved them a good amount of a good chunk of oh, money. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I I was really hoping to visit the resort, but we're probably not going to now. But um. Uh, but yeah, so that is that is it for the Grand Casino Tower. It is now open uh, to all guests. You can just you can stay there. Um, Katie, any any last thoughts before we move on? None for me. It sounds pretty fun. I can't. I just can't get over how many rooms there are now. Over two thousand. That's so many. That's so many rooms. I know. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. It'll be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to see uh, eventually see it at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. But, all right, Katie, so we're actually going to make a jump over to, where are we going? We're going to Disneyland for a bit. Uh, Katie, Thanks. what do we got over there? We have some fun Halloween news over at Disneyland. So Halloween is my favorite, and I love fall, and fall at the Disney parks is amazing. Um, of course, I've said this before, but I've never been to Disneyland. Um, and But from my understanding, they do their Halloween parties a little differently than Walt Disney World does. Um, so it was announced that their Oogie Boogie Bash, their Disney Halloween party, is going to be over at Disney's California Adventure Park. Um, and that will run starting selection nights starting uh, September 17th. I believe. Um, but they did just announce um, that Halloween at Disneyland um, will be running through September September 6th through the actual Halloween day, October 31st. Um, and it's going to be celebrated at both Disneyland Park and Disney California Adventure Park. So even if you don't have a special ticket to the Oogie Boogie Bash, you still have some Halloween events over at Disneyland Park. Um, so if you are visiting Disneyland, you get to see a version of the supernatural projection and special events effects show. Um, they're calling it Halloween screams, excuse me. Um, and it's a Halloween themed fireworks show. And it's usually at the Disneyland resort during the Mickey's Halloween party. Um, but I think with the moving the Oogie Boogie Bash, they wanted to make sure that something was still at Disneyland and not just at Disney California Adventure. Um, so it's going to add spooky fun for most nights of the season. It's only select nights, um, but it, it, it sounds like it's going to be pretty many nights, um, 20 different nights. So you have your chances to see them. Um, and then they will go high in the sky with the shows enhanced with even more a big fireworks show um so you should be able to see some halloween fun happening over at both disney's california adventure park and disneyland park so that's pretty cool yeah no that's neat yeah so they're bringing the usually the show that airs during the halloween mickey's halloween party at disneyland yeah that fireworks show is just it's going to be for everyone now so you can still see that even though the party uh, had moved to california adventure so mm-hmm. Yeah, very exciting. That's pretty cool. I like that they're doing something at both parks because, I mean, I know a lot of folks plan for a long, long time to go to these parties. Um, and then I think it was kind of a more recent announcement that they are moving it to Disney's California Adventure. I remember we talked about it. Yeah, past, um, past few months for sure. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I'm glad that they're doing something at both parks because people might have already had planned to go to Disneyland and not to Disney California Adventure. And now they can still experience it. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, uh, I've, I've always wanted to go to Disneyland uh, to the Halloween party. I've actually been to Disneyland for when it was Halloween. 
uh, and it's just gorgeous as always. And of course, seeing the, you have to see the Haunted Mansion overlay mm -hmm. for the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. So good, so good. Uh, that is worth seeing alone. So yeah, if, if you were to ever go to Disneyland, Katie, try to do it during the uh, the Halloween season, like a September or October, just so you could see the different Haunted Mansion overlay. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like that's really the only time, if like you've never been to Disneyland before, I would recommend that to anyone. So. <laughs> but yeah, cool. So that is coming later this year. So we're actually going to stay at Disneyland for a bit uh, because they also announced from July 18th through August 1st, Mickey and his friends will be joining the Disneyland band for special performances of what they're calling Mickey and Friends Bandtastic Cavalcade. Uh, so pretty much it's going to be featuring live music of the Disneyland band, which is kind of like a, like their own little marching band. It's They're actually amazing. They're really mm -hmm. good. I love watching them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. Uh, and then pretty much it's going gonna, it's gonna to have all your favorite Disney characters in it, <clears throat> uh, which will be like the, the Fab Five. Uh, but then there are actually going to be some rare characters in there. Uh, so like Peter Pan and Captain Hook. There'll be Genie and Aladdin. Uh, King Louie, Turk, Marie, and a lot more. So pretty much it's going to be a parade a route around the Disneyland Park that will be happening twice daily. So it's going to be going down Main Street. There will be like vehicles and the, the they'll, they'll stop the show and like do some special show moments where guests can dance and sing along with their friends. So it's like a just a cute little show that they are adding just for a few weeks over at the Disneyland Park. So... Uh, I think this is just another thing that Disney is, is adding to try to bring more people into the <laughs> park since it's been kind of dead recently, which we talked about um, about the Galaxy's Edge a few weeks ago. Um, I talked to you about that, right? About why Disney... Was that you that I talked to you No, about? I don't think so. Oh maybe, oh, maybe I was talking to CJ about it then, who goes to Disney. For, oh, yeah, I think we were talking about for the Galaxy's Edge episode. Um, but, yeah, it's... I mean, it did, I don't know, Katie, if you've been aware of this, but Disneyland has kind of been dead recently. Hmm. Uh, and we think it's mostly because of there's just so many blackout dates for the annual pass holders. Uh, so Disneyland was expecting like bigger crowds for Galaxy's Edge, but like the rest of Disneyland has been pretty much dead. So they've been adding all of these uh, oh, special like events to come in for like the short amount of time to maybe bring more people in. So... To me, I just think this is another one of those things because it's only like two weeks long. Yeah. Um, sounds fun. It does sound a lot of fun. It just sounds great. So I don't know if anyone would plan it if, it if the pass holders are blocked out and like locals are blocked out. I don't think anyone would plan to come just for <laughs> this, but maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have no idea either. So, But that is coming. And of course, August 2nd is when they are doing a limited return of the Main Street Electrical Parade. Which Yay! Yeah, which I really want to see again. I know. But, Me I know. too. I love it. Disney World needs to get another nighttime parade. Yes. Like it needs to bring something back because those are the best. So good. They need to bring one of those electrical parade backs uh, back. So they just need a nighttime parade in general. I'm not going to mm -hmm. lie. They need one. Um, but yeah, so that is coming to Disneyland. The, the Mickey and Friends Bandtastic Cavalcade is coming July 18th through August 1st. Uh, so that is that, and now uh, we are going to head back to the, uh, where are we going? To Walt Disney World. <laughs> there yes. is a brand new New Year's Eve event, which is going to be happening 
at the Riviera Resort, which is, of course, a new DVC resort. So, Katie, tell us all about that. Yes, this event sounds so cool. All right, so they're calling it the Mezzanote at Topolinos, an Italian masquerade. So Topolinos, the flavors of the Riviera, is the new dining destination that is perched at the top of Disney's new Riviera Resort. So it's already, we've, I think we've already talked about this on the show, but the, the new restaurant's going to be up over overlooking the entire resort, and it just sounds super fun. And they just announced that their uh, New Year's Eve party will be taking place at this restaurant. Um, so Disney Vacation Club members, since it is a DVC resort, they can book this party two days before general public. So member rep- DVC member registration will begin July 16th, which is actually two days from now, two days from when we're recording. So, so very, Tuesday. very soon. Tuesday, yes. Um, and then the general public will have access to these reservations on July 18th. Um, so this is a super exclusive party. There's only 200 members and guests available tickets, tickets available. Um, and it's going to, it's going to have European inspired buffets, food stations, a la carte tapas, um, artisan, artisanal cheeses, imported French and Italian charcuterie, house-made breads, chilled seafood, handcrafted pastas, European desserts, and other French and Italian specialties. It sounds like heaven. Oh my gosh, <laughs> reading through this sounds incredible. Um, and then from this resort, um, from the Topolinos, you are able to see the fireworks spectaculars from Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios, which are right nearby. Very, very exciting. And of course, this will be on New Year's Eve. Check-in is going to begin at 7.30 on December 31st. The event itself runs 8 p.m. until 12.15 a.m., um, which... I figured it was kind of it would last a little bit longer than 15 minutes after it but i guess they want to get people home yeah that um, was that to me that was like the one thing i was yeah. like really 12 15 like, like the party like 12 30 like the par- one, o'clock. one o'clock the party usually continues well after midnight. oh yeah so it's like oh cool all right the show's over get out of here and yeah it's a new year okay bye yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I'm sure they would. I'm sure they're expecting some lingering guests too. But yep, so it goes officially until twelve fifteen. The cost is five hundred and fifty dollars inclusive of tax and gratuity, um, and it's, so it's five fifty per person. Includes your food, beverages, alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages is included, um, and your musical entertainments. Um, and you're gonna have anywhere from a DJ to traditional Italian musicians and vocalists. So very cool. They do. They did mention something about the dress code. Um, so typical New Year's Eve, you expect a pretty fancy dress code. Um, the event's dress code calls for just dress pants or slacks with a collared shirt for men. Um, women are encouraged to wear dresses, skirts, pants, and blouses are all acceptable. Um, and they even provide a little fashion tip um, for the event planners as wearing red to ring in the new year is an Italian tradition, including a bit of your a bit of red on your ensemble is encouraged. So that's cool. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So, uh, very cool. Show up in your red dresses, everyone. <laughs> red polos. <laughs> yeah, so that's... that's pretty much it. What are your thoughts on this event? I mean, it sounds like a lot of fun, but man, that price is pretty steep <laughs> for... New Year's Eve, uh, and when it's really only for four hours, like, mm-hmm. if it was, like, maybe if it was a bit longer, again, to, like, at least 1 a.m., like, yeah. at, at least, at least 1 a.m., I feel like it needs to be, 
Uh, maybe it's like some weird Walt Disney World law. Or, I don't know. May, there yeah, might be rule, actually. I have no idea. No, because they do other other parties at the parks much later. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. I, I mean, it, maybe it's a resort law. I'm just maybe. I'm yeah. just putting something out. <laughs> yeah. No, it seems it seems a little cool. It's definitely going to be a, a higher class event for sure, mm-hmm. and it seems pretty exclusive because. So Disney actually wrote uh, how many people can be included, so only 200 people. And usually Disney doesn't give out numbers like that. It's mm-hmm. kind of the first time I've ever seen them do that. So I guess in their in their mind, 200 is not a lot of people. I mean, think about how many people are going to be at the Disneyland or the Disney World Resort for like Christmas and New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. 200 is like it's, it's like a grain of sand. On the <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. absolutely nothing. So. This is going to be a pretty exclusive event, uh, and I, I, I feel like Disney will bring out all the bells and whistles for this. It, they really better if it's for that $550 price point. So Yeah. Well, I'm actually interested. So 200, um, 200 people total. I can easily see 200 DVC members booking this before oh, it's even open. Oh, sure. Yeah. If, I mean, if it's been publicized to them, which I'm sure it has, that's you're not going to get too many non-member guests here i think it's it almost sounds like they're trying to push it for members only but i don't think they can officially say members only (laughs) maybe it's kind of what it feels like to me no agree they're probably doing the general public just in case like the dvc members Mm -hmm. don't want to do this but usually dvc members are there they're always wanting to do like these crazy dvc things like it's true anything special that they can get their hands on uh, yeah, so it uh, sounds pretty cool. I definitely would never do this, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right, cool. So those are kind of all the big things that we had for the news story today. And I just have like some smaller things that I'm going to go over. Um, so, Katie, I know how much you love the, <laughs> the water parks, but I'm sad to tell you that the Blizzard Beach will be going through its annual refurbishment. Usually, like, one of the two theme parks will go down for a long period of time. Uh, so, Blizzard Blizzard Beach will be shutting down for a pretty long time this year. Um, it will be closing September 8th, which is pretty That's early. pretty early, yeah. Yeah, because it's still hot. It is still hot during that time. Uh, but it will be closing uh, to January 4th and then reopening on January 5th. I don't know what the temperature is like in january i heard it's sometimes it could be a little hot but usually sometimes pretty cold so yeah no it's usually in like the 50s that seems too cold for me (laughs) yeah so but yeah this refurbishment is going on for six weeks longer than like a standard refurbishment so uh, if you want to do blizzard beach make sure you get that in um yeah any any thoughts there at all or not really um not really i don't think they haven't announced what they're doing so it sounds like it's just your standard water park refurb i don't think they're adding anything um i haven't heard anything otherwise so we'll see what happens yeah yep sounds good uh the next thing is we talked about this a few weeks ago at disney's animal kingdom uh the conservation station is now reopened you have to take the train over there Yay. Uh, yeah so the animation uh experience is now there where you can draw characters of the lion king so kind of similar to the animation experience that they used to have at hollywood studios but 
that is open and you can go and do that. So, Katie, you have any I'm interest in that? I'm so excited. This was my, the character exp- drawing experience was my favorite thing at Hollywood Studios. And I was so sad when they took it out. So, I'm so glad it's back and that it's open. Conservation Station. I was watching a couple people um, videos about it. And it just seems, it. there's a lot of newer looking experiences out there. And it, I think they really did a good job updating it because it had been a bit out of date in my opinion um so i'm excited to check it out i mean so many people miss the conservation station because it takes so long to get there and back um but i don't know i i'm gonna check it out in october when we go down for sure because it's just it's such a cool area that just gets overlooked and of course to be able to draw lion king characters i love it i'm so excited yeah did did you see at all like how long this experience takes or i guess like since you, d- you you did the animation a lot, how long does this experience usually take? Not long, surprisingly. So it's actually usually only 20 minutes, 30 minutes okay, maybe. Okay, that's what I figured. So, yeah, it's not super long, um, but they have, you'll, they'll have their animator up there um, with a big TV or a big screen or something that you can watch him draw and he'll be like, okay, so draw the circle here and you're going to go halfway down from this line with here. He tells you exactly line by line and exactly what he's doing and you watch him on the screen. And I was watching, um, I think they also now have, a, I don't know if they have portions of the film playing or if they just have animation up on this on another screen that you can watch while you're, while you're doing this as well. So that's super fun. Sounds like they updated the experience a little because at Hollywood Studios, you just kind of went into this room. There was a screen and tables and you drew. But this one looks a lot more exciting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think this will be good to kind of get people out of the main Animal Kingdom part. Yeah. Like just kind of bring draw more crowds over there and hopefully this is successful. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to, maybe I'll try it out. I'm not sure. Do it. It's yeah. so fun. And no matter how bad of an artist that you are, everyone's picture looks good. It really <laughs> does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I kind of just want to check out the con- con- conservation station itself yeah. like to see what kind of the things they renovated and did over there. So. For sure. Because I don't think I've done it since like 2004. I think that was the last time I did it. I like vaguely remember. <laughs> I, the only thing I remember about it was taking the train. Like those are the only memories yeah. I have. So. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think we, I only, I never really went too much. And then I went January of last year. Um, and the only reason I did that is because I wanted to go meet Rafiki and Rafiki meets out there. So <laughs> that's the only reason I went out, met him and then came back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, cool. Sounds good. Uh, so that is happening over there. Uh, last few things. So uh, last week I actually talked about the brand new bus fleet that is coming to the parks. Did you see the new buses that were, were coming? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't see see any of this? No, I, I haven't been very attentive to Disney News lately. It's Appar- been really terrible. Apparently <laughs> you haven't. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so they, they actually came out uh, pretty much with these new buses that are going to be transporting people throughout the Walt Disney World Park. Uh, and it's all they're going to feature characters of what they're calling the Sensational Six. Mm-hmm. So that includes like Pluto, Minnie Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Goofy, Donald Duck, Daisy Duck. Um, so it's these new buses and the entire outside is wrapped uh, with a new kind of paint job. Uh, and it had it features a character of each. So there's like Mickey's big face on it as well as the <laughs> others. There's different color schemes. Um, 
So that, that is coming out and there's going to be charging ports within, like USB charging ports within the buses. Nice. Yeah, so I was the only news is that that's actually currently it is they are now transporting people. Um, they only have a few of them out, and they're just transporting guests from Magic Kingdom to the back and forth to the tra transportation and ticket center. But I assume that these will be rolling out resort wide at some time soon. Um, but we we finally got our first looks at uh, Daisy uh, and Goofy, which we haven't seen before, uh, and. They're really awesome. Actually, we didn't see Donald Duck either, but they all have their own cool color scheme. Um, they're, they're really awesome. So That's uh, so fun. Yeah. Here, Katie, I'm actually, I'll link you uh, in our little chat window here so you can see it. Um, but yeah, so those, those are coming. They are in, they are here right now. So if, make sure if you're, you're going to the Magic Kingdom, you can see those at some point. Oh, they're adorable. Okay, no, I lied. I've seen this. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're just yeah, in the back they're of your mind. so fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think Donald's I my favorite. I think he's my favorite. I think that, I like the Daisy though. color scheme though. Daisy is cool. Goofy, Goofy, and Donald are my two favorite ones. I really like Pluto. Oh, um, Pluto's my fave. Pluto's always my fave. Uh, yeah, Pluto's cool. Uh, <laughs> so those are coming so so cool all right so I, I, i'm curious to get your thoughts on this so they removed the tomorrowland sign when you're entering tomorrowland at walt disney world did you see that i did I, did they announce that they were doing this because all of a sudden that happened and i'm shocked i don't know if they like officially announced it i just saw it on like different news outlets where like they were taking photos and like they, there were stories going about how they were gonna like remove it, and then like the next day, people walked into the park and it was gone. Like it was just yes. not there. Uh, so if, if you're not familiar, it's that it's the the sign where you're walking from the hub for, of the Magic Kingdom. You're walking to Tomorrowland on the big bridge, and there's that like arcing Tomorrowland sign where it has uh, the old school Tomorrowland uh, font as well as like different statues, I don't know what you want to call them, statues on the inside, like futuristic yeah. statues. Um, but it's gone. It is not there anymore, and they're apparently replacing it with a new one. Um, they're actually, again, I don't really like to talk about rumors. I mentioned this on last episode. But uh, there was a, a photo leaked of a Disney map, of one of the, the Walt Kingdom World Disney maps, and mm -hmm. it showed... It, it looked legit. Like I, I'm only mentioning this because it looked pretty legit. Uh, but it looked like um, it, it had a picture of the new sign within the map. I'm not going to just say what it was, but if it's, it looks anything like it is in the map, I'm going to be a little disappointed. Oh no! Yeah, it seemed just kind of bland and boring. So yeah, I don't know. We'll. I don't want to say anything, but yeah, we'll, we'll Did see. Did they say when they're going to be putting the new sign in? No, it's, I assume soon, maybe I in the next so. few weeks. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure it's just going to pop up one day and we'll all be surprised. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think they just wanted to go because they, they've been doing a lot of renovations over in Tomorrowland. Like there's a ton of new paint jobs that are over there. Mm -hmm. They um, got to get those Instagrammable walls up, Matt. Come on. That's true. They do. <laughs> well, which, which one is over there? The, the. They have like a new one. I think they're calling it the Sherbert Wall or something. Oh, jeez. Okay. Oh, gee, I'm so behind up. my walls. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's okay. I don't think you're missing it. Well, isn't, where, isn't the the popular purple wall over there? Is that yeah, the is? purple wall and the galactic purple wall. Um, those are kind of 
in the little they're so off the beaten path too which is why i I always heard people talking about it i was like what the heck are you talking about there is no purple wall here (laughs) and then it's kind of off the beaten path like instead of coming in the main stretch where tomorrowland where you typically go into tomorrowland you go through the back way kind of past the plaza restaurant um and through that old forgotten quick service place that is never open kind of where that you do the dessert parties and then you just take that back pathway into tomorrowland gotcha and yeah. that's where it is. <laughs> okay. See, I haven't been back to Disney World like since this whole craze started. Mm-hmm. Like the last time I went was March of last year. Mm-hmm. So the the wall craze happened like a few months after I was there. So I don't know anything about it. <laughs> it's a bit much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they're updating a lot in Tomorrowland. There's a lot of new signage out there. Like I know Monster Laugh Floor got a brand new sign. So they're just they're just updating a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Which is I, good. I think it needed to kind of revamp a little. Yeah. And I'm going to be so mad if they don't announce something new that's going in Stitch's Escape. Yes, because like, that's officially closed, closed, Yeah, right? yeah, it is. So it, I, I'm something. assuming, I'm hoping the D23 Expo, which is happening next month, like, Mm-hmm. I'm crossing my fingers. Please announce something there. I want. I need something better there. So. It's just been open. It's been. Or it's been empty for so long. I can't. I. I don't know why it's been empty. I mean, I guess you can meet Stitch back there, but it's a big space to meet one tiny little character. I know. My my dream is for them to bring back the extraterrestrial alien encounter. There's dream. no way that's happening. I know. I know. But I want it so bad. I want it. Um, but yeah, Maybe. so yeah, the Tomorrowland sign is down. So let's uh, let's see what what comes up in the next few weeks if anything happens there. Uh, but all right, so Katie, the last thing I I feel like there's an elephant in the room because <laughs> there's a lot of drama and something big that happened over in Disneyland this past week. Uh, it occurred, I think, last weekend, and a video was released. I usually like kind of don't talk about this stuff, but this thing is just a social media story. I don't know, it took social media by surprise, and it just it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. But there was a, a pretty nasty fight over in Disneyland, over in Toontown, of all places. I know Toontown. Yeah, um, but it was it was it was a very serious thing. It's it's not good like what happened uh i mean i won't go into the details of the fight but it's online if you haven't seen it it's it's pretty gnarly uh but apparently it happened all between a family and the police are investigating over in anaheim and apparently the family is not cooperating at all like they're saying it didn't even happen so (laughs) um but yeah it's uh, it's 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 pretty troubling to see um but my, a lot of people were talking about like security, like Disney security about all this because the video is about four minutes long and it takes about like three and a half minutes for like Disney security to finally get there. Um, so a lot of people were, they were kind of like, they were upset, but like they were thinking that Disneyland security just took way too long to get there. but. I mean, do you think, Katie, like, to me, I was kind of quick to judge because I thought at first, I'm like, wow, that's a really long time. They should have been there a lot faster. Mm-hmm. But thinking about it, it's like, it's three and a half minutes. Is that a short response time? Or do you think it's it's a, a fine response time? Um, and what, do, what do you think? Um, That's tricky. I had the same immediate response, like, oh, my gosh, why is someone not coming to stop this? Um, but... 
I don't, I, I think it, it shocks me that it took so long just because of how violent it was. Um, but I don't think three minutes is actually a long time. If you think about it, they have to get from wherever they are. They have to, someone has to call it in and then they have to answer the call and then come all the way over. Three minutes is probably not too bad. The one thing that I thought was, my immediate thought was, okay, where are the other cast members? Anyone could step in. Um, but one thing that I don't know that many people know, um, cast members are not allowed to touch guests in fight situations like this. Like cast member, even security, you cannot touch the guests. So, wow, well, even even security can't. I, I I don't know if if that. I don't, I'm not sure. Um, but like but for I, like I, for instance, like in your training when you did your college program, like mm -hmm. they specifically told you, like if there's a fight, like never, like you, yeah, you can't touch the guest. You can try to intervene, but you can't actually touch touch anyone. Uh -huh. um, which makes sense. I mean, liability issues yeah. and everything. I mean, not. I could I could see that for cast members, but I would for hope security. For I'm security. sure security is a little bit different. Yes, um, but. Because at, at some point you do see cast members come in, but not security, and you can you can see them. They're not they're just trying to step in front or try to talk to the people and try to keep them away from each other. But no one is actually touching anyone and yeah. restraining the guy who was going crazy. Um, yeah, I noticed that. So I, it's hard to watch and it's hard to imagine that it took them so long. But I think it, three minutes. I don't know. It's a little long in my opinion, but I don't think it's as crazy um yeah i guess i just kind of like i mean i don't know if this is a stupid thought but like i kind of just equate it to like police response time like mm -hmm. in like a local neighborhood um but yeah i don't know thinking about it more like yeah i feel like security should be like there should be some security like close to every land making sure that things are going fine and there is you yeah. have your security patrols going on in every land yeah, I mean, you never see, like, I feel like you never really see security, like, walking throughout the lands at all. Like, at least I never have, because security are experience. in um, normally regular clothes, actual security guards. So you'll see the security that have the blue shirts on and the Disney security stickers and whatever. Um, but those are pretty much just, like, your standard security guards who are, don't ever get me wrong, they're very, very useful and very helpful. But the more... Um, I don't know if you want to call them undercover security are typically still walking around. Um, they're just not outwardly saying, look at me, I'm security. Yeah. So I was going to ask you about that as well. Like, so there is truth to that where Dizzy does put like plain clothes people undercover, correct? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah. know how common it is, but I know, I know it at least happens sometimes. Yeah. I've heard stories or read stories online all the time uh, about how people were doing something and then like a plane's clothes, like security person would just come up to them. And, mm -hmm. I don't know. and now they'll still, they'll usually still have their uh, name tag on. They'll have, it'll be known that they're Disney cast members, I believe. Oh, interesting. Okay. I think. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, security was just like a big, big topic of discussion for this past week, and I'm sure Disney has received a lot of uh, flack from it. I mean, that's of course what people do on social media. They always have mm -hmm. to complain about something. But um, yeah, I, I feel like they're going to probably beef up, not maybe not beef up security. They'll just enhance well, I'm sure it a little they're bit. They're going to have a yeah a mandatory re retraining on security protocols and whatnot, but. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, this you'll is... probably see it for a little while, but that's that's such an uncommon experience. Like that, that this doesn't happen. Yeah, this um, is a very rare occurrence. So, but yeah, I feel like I just just had to bring it up because this was a huge thing, and I I feel like I, I need to mention it on the show. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, the, I just wanted to talk about security, get your thoughts on it, and yeah, Disney will definitely be doing something. In the future, we just uh, we'll, we'll see what they say. They haven't talked too much about this. They've, they've mentioned some few things here and there, but that's about it. So, but all right, any any last thoughts on that? Otherwise, uh, we're gonna get out of here today. I think we're good. All right, well, sounds good. Um, so before we get out of here, I just want to remind you guys we have our great dining plan episode that is coming up this ye- uh, this week. Yes, um, Katie, we are recording Tuesday, right? Is that the night? Tuesday or Monday, I can't remember. We should figure that out. I'm pretty sure it's Tuesday because I think I'm doing another recording tomorrow night. Um, So, uh, so you guys, the listeners, I want some also some help from you. So we've been out on our Instagram asking people for their best Disney dining plan, like tips or hacks. Uh, like how how do you best use the dining plan just like a quick tip like we've got a lot of great feedback from all of you uh so we put that on our uh, on our social media so if you the listener want to send us your tip or hack so we can put it on that episode just send an email to katie or i katie or i I. uh you can send that to matt at excesspresspodcast.com or katie at excesspresspodcast.com so let us know and uh yeah we'll talk about it on that episode uh, and then another reminder, again, uh, I am I am doing a giveaway for an Excess Press t-shirt. Uh, you just, all you have to do, literally just send me an email at matt at excesspresspodcast.com. And then for fun, if you want, uh, let me know your favorite memory. I'll kind of maybe read those out on next week's episode. And I will also announce the winner on next week's episode as well. I think I forgot to mention that earlier. Uh, but yeah, but if you ever wanted to support us by uh, buying one of the Excess Press t-shirts, please do so. It is on our shop at excesspresspodcast.com slash shop. But all right, Katie, did I miss anything or does that sound, uh, sound good? I think you covered it. All right, sounds good. So Katie, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Instagram. I'm over at Magically Mootsie. And then as Matt mentioned, you can email me as well, katie at excesspresspodcast.com. Excellent. And if you guys are not subscribing to the podcast already, please do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. And if you can, please leave that five-star review because uh, just tell us how awesome we're doing because it'll really help out the show and it'll uh, it'll help gain some more listeners because we would love to get some more Disney support. Uh, and hey, tell your friends and family if, they're, if they are a Disney fan, if uh, maybe you think they would like the show, let them know as well. Uh, and if you're not following us on social media, please do so at Excess Press Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, and if you would like to be on a future episode, I am looking for more cast members to be on the show. So if you were a previous cast member and you would like to be on the show, just reach out to me. You can shoot me an email at matt at excesspresspodcast.com. Uh, and yeah, lo- love to get you on a future episode. But all right, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt and Katie from the Access Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. 
We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.